Welcome to another great episode of the Ag Bioscience Podcast. It is presented by Agrinovis Indiana and Inside Indiana Business. I'm Gary Dick, the host of Inside Indiana Business, also the host of this weekly podcast where we have in-depth conversations with the leaders, innovators, and entrepreneurs in Indiana's ag bioscience sector. It's the sector where food, agriculture, science, and technology converge. Really looking forward to this week's guest, Elliot Parker, is the CEO of High Alpha Innovation. And Elliot, thanks for joining us on the podcast this week. Oh, great to be here. Your path to Indiana and your role at High Alpha is an interesting one. You actually initially came to Indiana from California for an internship opportunity about 20 years ago, right? That's right. Long, long time ago. Yeah, I've moved to Indiana twice from both coasts now, once from LA where I'm from, and then again, a couple of years ago from Boston. We'll talk about that initial move here for an internship at Roche. What was that experience like? I moved out here originally back in 2003, 2004 for, uh, to join the corporate venture team at Roche Diagnostics and uh, had a lot of fun uh, trying to explore new opportunities for Roche, develop new business models, both through investment and outside startups and creation of new ventures internally. Uh, around 2011, 2012, I had a, an opportunity to go work with Clayton Christensen, who I had admired for a long time. He's the, um, the guy behind the, 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 the notion of disruptive innovation, the innovator's dilemma. Admired him for a long time. Thought if I ever had a chance to work anywhere in his orbit, I would drop everything and do it. And the chance came up and I did. Went and worked at his uh, consulting company that he formed and did that for about six and a half years in Boston, went around the world trying to help large enterprises try to figure out how to overcome the innovator's dilemma and, and transform. So High Alpha attracted you uh, back to Indiana and Indianapolis. For those who don't know, give us that thumbnail description. I mean, High Alpha, I think, is, you know, a venture studio has been one of the great tech success stories, continues to churn out companies. Talk about uh, High Alpha and really what it's all about. High Alpha is a venture studio. And, and what we mean by that is it's the best way to define it, I think, is it's like a, a venture capital fund that builds companies. So we invest in and build new startups. We conceive of new startups, put teams against those and launch those businesses. Right now in the studio, we've launched at last count, I believe 27 startups. Wow. We've invested in another about 30 or so, primarily B2B SaaS companies around the country. We're getting more efficient at it. Uh, we've learned a lot over the last five years about how to do this. It's not easy to build new startups systematically, but we're at the point now where we're capable of launching a new startup every four to five weeks. So far, so good. Time will tell, but I think the model seems to be working. Yeah, some great, great companies launching out of High Alpha as well. Now, you had your CEO at High Alpha Innovation, which is, I guess, a company that kind of grew out of necessity from High Alpha, your parent. Talk a little bit about the work that you do and those how those efforts collaborate with uh, your larger organization. Originally, I joined High Alpha two, three years ago. I joined my friends who had founded the firm and initially came in to, to lead business design in our studio to generate the new ideas for companies that we would launch. And more and more, we were having large corporations approach us, asking us for help. And, you know, they were coming to us. It seems like in this venture studio model, you're able to launch new businesses systematically and repeatedly. Can you help us do this as a way to drive innovation? You know, it's funny when, when companies first came to High Alpha a few years ago, this, the, the answer was there, there was some reluctance because we were heads down focused on building startups, not teaming up with mm -hmm. corporate partners. But we, uh, we quickly saw the wisdom in it. We launched a business with Cummins a couple of years ago as a, as a first foray into this. And 
realize that there is an opportunity for us. Uh, it's a way to partner with others to launch more businesses. And it's a way to drive real meaningful innovation in these corporations. And so earlier this year, we spun out High Alpha Innovation as a way to make this venture studio model accessible to corporations. So we, we began with a team of three people when we launched in February. We are up to, uh, to 14 employees and growing quickly. And we are, uh, we're working with corporations all around the country and the world even actually to help them drive innovation through systematic startup creation. Certainly innovation, very much central to the ag bioscience space. Agronovus recently held a three weekend series, the Forbes Ag Tech Hackathon. And I know Hyatt Alpha Innovation participated. Talk about your involvement in those weekends and really uh, what your big takeaways were. Yeah, we were able to participate in, as, as judges in those events over three weekends. My takeaways from it are, I, number one, it confirmed the extent to which there's opportunity to do new things and to innovate within the ag biotech space. There is so much opportunity there. Over the course of weekends, it, it, it's hard to develop a new business and to do it with any degree of depth. But you know, a, a number of the ideas that were brought forward were, were really fascinating. And there were not only the ones that made it to the final cut, there were many that were left on the, uh, the cutting room floor that were uh, of merit too. Uh, there's just so much opportunity in the space right now. And there are big, big problems to go solve. That's, that's number one. Number two, you know, it just, it, it reinforced for me, how here in the state of Indiana, we've got the resources to to make a difference here, to combine our, our expertise in tech with our expertise in ag and, and, and biotech and solve some of these problems. Indiana, by all means, should be, uh, should be a world leader in this space. Is Indiana's positioning in the ag bioscience sector and, and based on your experience with Hackathon, what you're seeing in the innovation space, you know, how substantial, substantial is it an overstatement to say Indiana can be a leader, be it be a national or slash global leader, if you will, in the ag bioscience sector? We should be a global leader. Absolutely. We've got all the resources here to do it. There's there's no reason. I, I think, you know, as, as we've been thinking about this, what you, what you need for a good environment or ecosystem for innovation is you, you need a combination of ideas, people, and capital. We've got all three of those. It's just that sometimes they're not as well connected as we would want them to be. So I think by fostering some more connections, by making the paths clearer, we've got a lot of people with fantastic ideas in the state, could be turning those into to great companies or innovating within the, the organizations they're already in to make them better, but uh, we absolutely should be a world leader in the space here. Well, you mentioned the ingredients necessary to really be that global leader in the ag bioscience space. Got the ingredients. In your view, is there one thing or two things that you see Indiana needing to do as a state to really light that fuse and really ignite that rocket ship. Yeah, you know, it's, it, this, it's often when we look at an ecosystem like this, the assumption is often that there's just not enough capital flowing freely to invest in, in new startups that are coming into the space. We've seen in, in a lot of other geographies where the capital comes in and there, it turns out that the, the capital isn't the problem. There, there is enough capital out there to invest in good ideas, whether it's currently here in the state, and we do need more in the state or it's elsewhere. The capital's there for good ideas. I think what we need is we need clear paths to getting companies started. For those who have uh, you know entrepreneurial leanings and in, in ag bioscience who have good ideas, sometimes it might be unclear how you go about launching a company and getting that going and 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 finding the paths to that capital where it might be to be able to build. And I, th- I think we just we've got to define clearer paths and make the way a little bit more obvious for those who do have the good ideas. We've got to make foster more connections between those who might be able to come together to create new businesses, new companies, 
to drive some of that innovation forward. As you look at some of the big challenges facing entrepreneurs and startups in this pandemic age and ultimately the post-pandemic age, what are some of those challenges? What's the environment for entrepreneurs and innovators and how has it, it changed or has it changed? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I actually think right now it's, it's a moment of unprecedented opportunity more than challenge. In the last year at High Alpha, for example, we've launched more businesses at a faster pace than we ever have before. You've got just fundamental, you know, foundational elements of the economy that are being reimagined and redesigned at the moment. It's, it's a land grab in some spaces where the opportunity abounds. And, uh, you know, the winners for the next decade are, are being determined right now in this environment. You've got over the last couple of decades, you've had this situation where companies have been focused so exclusively on driving efficiency in their organizations that it's rendered them fragile. A crisis like COVID comes along and you find that these supply chains break down, the companies aren't as robust as we thought. It opens up tremendous opportunity for new startups to come in. And that's true of just about every industry. I mean, we, we experienced that high alpha innovation. We are currently exploring new opportunities in a range of different markets and industries. And uh, there, there's more opportunity at the moment than we know what to do with. Final question for you. And that's uh, for any uh, young entrepreneurs uh, uh, listening today as they are thinking about uh, careers, maybe that uh, that startup path. Is there is there advice or their thoughts that uh, that they should be considering right now? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. It's important to have some, some base of knowledge and learning, I think, when you go to start building something. It's also important to have a certain degree of of optimistic naivete. And that's sometimes mm-hmm. where, where younger people who are starting out uh, have that in, <laughs> in abundance. <laughs> right. Well, I, I'd say often, um, you know, often, often there's a desire to go do something for several years and, and to say, I'm, I'm going to go be a, go try this career out and in 10, 15 years, I'll, I'll maybe go launch something. My, my advice generally is just, just go for it. Just do it. Make it happen. Yeah, I like <laughs> that. That thing you're dreaming about. That's right. I like that. Elliot Parker is the CEO of High Alpha Innovation. Uh, Elliot, I've really enjoyed the conversation. You brought some great perspective uh, to the table. We're glad you're in Indiana. Thanks again for joining us. Appreciate it. All right. And thank you for joining us on this latest edition of the Ag Bioscience Podcast. It is a weekly production partnership between Agrinovis Indiana and Inside Indiana Business. And a reminder to keep up to date with Agrinovis. Uh, follow them on Twitter and Instagram at Agrinovisin. You can also find them on LinkedIn, Facebook and YouTube. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so we can share more great ag bioscience stories like this one with more and more people. Thanks for joining us. I'm Gary Dick. We'll see you next time. This podcast is a product of Inside Indiana Business, hosted by Gary Dick, produced by Kayla Chittister, Bridget O'Reilly, Libby Fritz, and Joe Ullery. More people get Indiana Business news from Inside Indiana Business than any other source.